your work week is over. Kick back and get the latest on the Colts and the NFL. This is The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. Welcome to The Last Word tonight, the off-season radio home of your Indianapolis Colts. Brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today and make every moment more. I'm Jeffrey Gorman. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts, is here. And uh, don't get sick of us because it's going to be a lot of me and a lot of Matt. And we're going to be trying to answer some questions that are coming at us from everybody, Matt. The postman itself, the person who sells bread at the market, (laughs) your cousin from New Hampshire. They all want answers. So we're trying to give them what's going on in the offseason because it stinks. We want to be playing right now. Obviously, we're still in that mindset of disappointment, but the winds of change are coming. We've got playoff football for other teams this weekend. And Matt Taylor, don't forget, we do have a season to look forward to, and I know it's a long look ahead, but there are some winds of change going on in the Colts operation right now on 56th Street. Absolutely. So did last weekend watching football, did it kind of make the the end of the Colts season smooth out a little bit or did that make it worse watching playoff football knowing the Colts were not a part of it yeah it was a bitter uh, bittersweet because you go hey we're one day closer to knocking things off and doing it right for the 2020-22 season right but then again you're like oh this is yeah you know you know you beat yourself up a little bit everybody in that organization is Jim Ursay's been hot the last couple of weeks we've been hearing him talk to people no about doubt. it everybody no is taking their time processing this disappointment of 2021 and and this you know the last two weeks in particular Matt but like like I said, the winds of change are coming, yep. and uh, hey, we got a lot of a lot of fun downtime to talk about what the Colts are going to do and some of the ideas that we think they're going to head into and and get ready for this season because there's a lot of fired up people. And quite frankly, with seven Pro Bowlers on this roster, it's a hell of a football team and a hell of a coaching staff. Matt Taylor, there are other people in the NFL, other organizations that are trying to poach some of these coaches, and it starts right at the top. Assistant General Manager Ed Dodds has been getting interviewed by several people he pulled his name out of the hat uh in the chicago bears look for a gm what do you got what's the latest you have on ed dodds oh yeah he's available as far as i know jeffrey from what i'm reading uh the jaguars have been interested in him as well as you said uh he opted out of the the bears consideration defensive coordinator matt eberflus is being considered by the jaguars and the bears also for their head coaching vacancies Hey, he's got a couple of interviews there, Matt. A couple of callbacks. The Panthers are considering Colts running backs coach Scotty Montgomery for their offensive coordinator position. So, obviously, you know, when you have success and you've got good people inside your organization, other people want to tap into that. The biggest one of interest for me is Matt Eberflus, Jeffrey. I think it would be a loss as far as consistency and continuity for the Colts' defense. I mean, he's been here since 2018, so he's established what he wants systematically and schematically inside that defense. And the core players on that side of the ball, they know the defense like the back of their hand, right? Like Darius Leonard and Grover Stewart, Rock Yassin, you know, players like Bobby O'Karake and Kari Willis that have been here three years or so. But we know under Matt Eberflus, the defense is going to preach sound tackling, being good against the run, hustling to the ball, no loafs, right? And takeaways. The Colts have finished in the top 10 in takeaways all four seasons under Matt Eberflus, this year they had 33, which was second most in the NFL and the most as a franchise since 2007. 
I think from that standpoint, you'll miss Coach Eberflus if he does decide to move on. But this is the NFL. It's hard to keep the same coordinators for four and five years like the Colts have. So you always have to be prepared in case some other team gives Coach Eberflus a chance for a head coaching job. Right, for sure. And that would be a big loss. Personally, I hope he sticks around, but you got to, you know, wish guys best of luck in their careers. And he definitely is a head coaching candidate. I mean, he's an alpha guy. He He's a guy that the players love. And quite frankly, he's had some success here uh, in Indianapolis, quite a bit of success with some defensive stalwarts like Darius Leonard. It's a huge loss is my point where we're getting at. Mate, I'm going to ask you this at least 40 times before training camp next year. <laughs> so here's the first time we're going to do it. And I know answers will change so are you ready i'm gonna crack that egg of a brain of yours <laughs> one out of 40 let's go <laughs> where will the pass rush come from in 2022 for the indianapolis colts i know there's some names out there i know there's some names in-house on roster especially some guys there are some contract situations going up matt taylor again i ask you where will the pass rush come in 2022 for right. your colts there's a humdinger right there there's the sixty-four thousand dollars. let's go in here in January, but I, I think it's appropriate because the Colts, they needed more sacks. They needed more pressures, more game-changing plays from their defensive line. And, you know, that was on full display in the regular season finale against the Jags, right? Trevor Lawrence was really comfortable all day. He completed 72% of his passes against the Colts, and they were 12th in sacks in 2020. They were 25th in sacks in 2021, Jeffrey. And Chris Ballard talked about you know, maybe he should have had another established veteran at defensive end this season to go along with a guy like Quiddy Pay, who's got a lot of upside, but as we know, was only a rookie last season. DeForest Buckner has led the team in sacks, Jeffrey, in each of the last two years. He's the first defensive tackle to lead the team in sacks in consecutive seasons. Great for DeForest Buckner. That's not a good thing for the Colts, right? That's, right, absolutely. That, to go along with that, you know, around Late October, November, teams were double teaming the heck out of DeForest Buckner because they knew that he was the biggest threat. He was, in fact, he was doubled on nearly 70% of his pass rush snaps, which was tied with Aaron Donald for the highest rate in the league. It really showed up in big moments of games, right? Quarterbacks got really comfortable late in games. The Colts allowed a passer rating of 102.2 in the fourth quarter this season and they were outscored by 49 points in the fourth quarter on the season. I think a lot of that has to do with just not being able to get after the quarterback in crunch time in the fourth quarter. It just showed you how dominant that DeForest Buckner was to lead the team in, in, in sacks from mm -hmm. the interior, like you said, which right. is, is not a great makeup for, for a defense. Obviously, you want a guy on the edge who's got 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 sacks, and then have an interior dominate guy, dominant guy like DeForest Buckner getting six, seven, eight. I mean, that's the perfect scenario, but it, again, it's just tip of the hat to DeForest Buckner. Like you said, 70% of the time, there's two people in his face, At least and two. he's still getting his job done, you know? Right. I got to keep going on this defense because the cornerback situation for the Colts, Isaiah Rodgers is a young talent. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with the X-Man, Xavier Rhodes. Rocky Sin, uh, you know, Rocky Sin's getting his feet wet in the NFL. My point is this, Matt, the cornerback situation, we have no idea who will be on this th this roster next year, but the Colts are going to have some stalwarts that are going to be there competing for playing time. Mm -hmm. But I, I, like I said, I, I bet there's a lot of new faces when we go into break camp for 2022 at the cornerback position. Absolutely. I mean, exactly. Xavier Rhodes and TJ Carey, both guys are free agents, and Rhodes has been your starter the last couple of seasons, and both players dealt with injuries last season. Uh, both guys are north of 30, and like you said, Yassine showed some good consistency this season. Isaiah Rogers uh, took a really big step, and the Colts know they've got a good 
viable option in him going forward. But I think corner is something that you're always looking at. But this offseason, you could be looking for a starting replacement for Xavier Rhodes and obviously quality depth behind him. Yeah, a lot of new faces. And just because Chris Ballard has some Monopoly money in the kitty doesn't mean that he's going to spend it. You know what I'm saying, Matt, as far as right. uh, it's not not just spend to spend. And, and I love that Chris Ballard talks about that in interviews in the past that said, yeah, just because I got the money doesn't mean I'm going to you know spend twice for a guy that the market is saying, hey, it's uh, to get this guy in your roster is going to be $20 million and he's a $10 million talent. So I do appreciate the way that Ballard goes about uh, you know constructing the roster and obviously the big splash signings all the fans want. But sometimes – just not the best idea. We're going to find out what happens in the offseason. But on that defensive front, when we talk about new faces at the cornerback position, Matt, the defense led by Matt Eberflus was a takeaway machine. I mean, mm-hmm. it was written all over their room. They talked about getting takeaways, and they dominated in that. If Eberflus were to take a head coaching position, okay, and a new D.C. comes in, does the attitude, does the reliance on takeaways of this Colts defense change? No, I mean, under Chris Ballard, he has emphasized we have to be an elite team, uh, one of the top teams in the league every year at taking the football away. So no matter who is in place next season at defensive coordinator, it's going to be somebody that stresses and teaches and underscores the ability to take the football away. And, And again, that's why the Colts have been pretty good in scoring defense is because of their takeaways. They've given up yards, but the takeaways has helped keep the point total down over the years. And again, the defense is taught to strip the ball, attack the ball, but the biggest impact player, as we all know, as far as that goes, is number 53. It's Darius Leonard. I mean, mm-hmm. where would this defense be without the maniac on it since 2018? This past season, eight forced fumbles, four picks, three fumble recoveries, Jeffrey. That's that's seven takeaways on his own, plus a lot of his forced fumbles were picked up by his teammates. So right. without the takeaways... You just don't know where this defense would be, and it's always going to be taught. It's going to be accented whether or not Matt Eberflus is the defensive coordinator next season. Well, so exciting because every game that came out there in the Colts, you know that they get a look at two or three balls on the ground or picks mm-hmm. or interceptions. I, we, we all hope that th- that can keep up because it was a mentality that they stri- you know strive for and dominated in well, across the league. Back, Don't if, forget. If you go back to the training camp period of, of the season, and you know everybody's talking about 40 takeaways and – you know, people in the media are like rolling their eyes, like 40. They were close. That hasn't been done in the NFL since 2012. And then around week 14, 15, whatever it was, the Colts were on pace for 39. They ended up with That's 33, right. but it, it turned out to be not as, as foolish of a, of a goal as many thought it to be. Love it. And don't forget the special team's dominance this year, the dominance of Jonathan Taylor, the dominance of the takeaway game. Mm-hmm. So why it makes it that more disappointing when the Colts couldn't find their way in the playoffs. And speaking of Chris Ballard, who we spoke of earlier, we're going to hear from him after this brief message. We're going to be back here with the last word. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. Make every moment count. Again, Chris Ballard, you're going to hear from him after the break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more hot stove questions that will be answered by the great Matt Taylor, one of the best in the business, the voice of the Colts. Don't forget to follow him on Twitter at Maytay Colts. I'm Jeffrey Gorman. You can follow me at Hey Gorman. This is the last word on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Caesar Sportsbook. Your app is ready, Emperor. Download it and get your first bet up to $1,001 matched. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 plus. <laughs> This is your weekly fix on Colts football. The last word with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Power Home Solar Radio Studio. Well, look, the quarterback position, and I don't I don't care who you have, you know, at the position at the time. I think you get every year 
you've got to evaluate it in full, both free agents and the draft. I mean, it's that it's that important, you know, um, and it's one that we'll exhaust each and every year, and, and we do with our scouts and our coaches. Um, and Frank's value comes in that, you know, success he's had in developing, you know, players. So he understands how they think, what they're thinking, what they're seeing, because he's been there before. Um, so there's no question his, his input's very valuable. That's Colts GM Chris Ballard on evaluating the Colts quarterback situation this offseason. Now, you heard that from the Colts official podcast from this week. You can listen to the entire podcast with Chris right now on Colts.com. The Colts mobile app and Colts audio network. Anywhere you download your podcast, the Colts audio network gives you the latest news, insight, and interviews on the Colts on your schedule. This is the last word brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today and make every moment more. We do have playoff football coming up this weekend. We're going to cover that and give you Mayte's picks at the end of the show, but Matt, let's go back to that hot stove. Either we're cooking gruel or, or oatmeal or something on that hot stove. But, Biscuits and hey, gravy. Let's do it. <laughs> let's get some gravy. Let's go. We're going to hear from Chris Ballard uh, more later on in the show. We're going to hear from him a lot this offseason. One of the biggest things that he's going to sleep on this year is the quarterback position they went after this guy they 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 went after him big to get him in the house Mm -hmm. is Carson Wentz after one year playing with the Colts do you see him as the answer for the Colts at quarterback in 2022 yeah I mean obviously I mean if if you're going to ask me about the pass rush 40 times this offseason how many times are you going to ask me this question until, There's number one <laughs> until August. So get ready, brother. You know, unfortunately, another off season, more quarterback questions. It, it's really hard to find quarterback stability, right? That's Mr. Obvious. We all know that there's about 10 teams in the NFL that Jeffrey, they know they have their guy. They have a franchise guy that's capable of winning the Super Bowl. If they have the right pieces around them, everybody's looking for that guy and it's not easy, but the Colts gave up a third round pick and a first round pick for Carson Wentz. And that move is is not viewed as or was not viewed as a one year experiment back last February uh, when we learned of the trade. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. Nobody has offered much in the way of, of Wentz's return next season, whether that's Frank Reich or Chris Ballard or Jim Mersey. Nobody's been real definitive uh, on that front. And the Colts need stability at quarterback. You, you can't have a winner with a revolving door at quarterback. You can't have five quarterbacks in five years and expect to be a Super Bowl contender every year. But at the same time, you've, you've got to have somebody that, that can lead the team, play well when games are on the line, make good decisions. And the Colts' passing game just didn't produce like it should have down the stretch. Jonathan Taylor emerged as the best running back in the NFL, but the passing game just never took advantage of that. And I think that's what was most disappointing when you hear from guys like Chris Ballard and Frank Reich at the end of the season, that part of the offense faded and went over 200 yards just twice in the last eight games of the season. So I think Carson Wentz is definitely capable of playing better and more consistent, but obviously that part is still being evaluated this offseason. And based on what was said or not said at the end of the season, we're still unsure who's going to be quarterbacking this team next season. More will be revealed. Obviously, Frank Wright, Chris Ballard, Jim Merce got some decisions this offseason. We're going to keep you up to date on that every Friday. And don't forget, find out all the latest information. Download the Colts app today or go to Colts.com. Let's keep on that slot of the hot stove. When you talk about wide receivers, I'm, I'm looking at T.Y. Hilton, Ashton Doolin, just a couple of guys, uh, right. Zach Pascal, a couple of guys that contractually – 
uh, you know, are not here in 2022. Just right now, I'm talking about those guys. You know, I'm sure we'll see some of those faces back. How much more pop does this wide receiver of the wide receiver room of the Colts need, Matt? Obviously, Michael Pittman Jr. is bordering on that superstar status, but what does he need around him, Matt Taylor? I think this is a really big one this offseason. You know, as you said, T.Y. Hilton's a free agent and he's contemplating retirement. So between those two things, the odds of him not being a Colt next season are pretty high. Zach Paschal's a free agent. Paris Campbell, it obviously goes without saying his struggles with injuries. He's played in just, what, 15 out of 49 games in three years. So after that, though, you've got some building pieces, but unproven guys at the same time, right? Like Mike Strawn, Desmond Patman. Those two guys have combined for four career catches. Um, I think Ashton Doolin's going to be back in free agency. We all love Ashton Doolin because of what he means to the offense and what he does for the team on special teams. Um, But it's hard to say right now definitively who will be able to compliment Michael Pittman Jr., as you say. The good news on this front is the draft the last couple of years has been very deep at receiver. So you can get quality pieces in later rounds with the Colts not having a first-round draft pick. But this this kind of blew me away. For the first time since 1988, the Colts did not have two receivers, pass catchers, whether that's receivers or tight ends, with more than 395 yards. The Colts were the only team in the NFL this season to not have two receivers over 395 yards on the season. So the, the best option is for players on the roster to emerge as options to compliment Michael Pittman. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be the draft, free agency. Everything is in play here um, to, to boost the wide receiver core. Looking at questions and trying to find answers at the quarterback position, same as the wide receiver position. While we're at it, Matt, let's just throw the left tackle in there as well because obviously a cornerstone of any offense, the left tackle position manned yep. by Eric Fisher this year. We don't know if the big man's coming back. What's the answer out there? What do you think Ballard's got up his sleeve as well about finding consistency at the left tackle position? Obviously, you'd love to get somebody in the first or second or third round that you throw in there and they're there for 10 years, but it's not that easy. No, and Chris, talked openly about that you know Eric Fisher was a a short-term option at left tackle he's a free agent again he was coming off an Achilles injury from the year before so it's really it's unfair for us to kind of judge the season that he had because it was his first year in a new scheme new offense plus he wasn't healthy you know to start the season didn't have an offseason so this again is where not having a first round draft pick comes back into play because as you said the bonafide left tackles, the surefire left tackles uh, in the draft, they go very early, very high in the first round, and then there's a big drop-off after that traditionally. And the Colts want a long-term solution, and that usually means the draft. So that means it's going to be really hard to find the long-term answer at left tackle this offseason, which means the Colts will probably look for another short-term answer for 2022. And Chris Ballard admitted that and talked openly about that and said he's okay with that. You got to do what you got to do because you can't reach for a tackle that's not there in the draft. And if you do that and you and you get it wrong, obviously that'll set you back even further at that position. So not having a first-round draft pick, it, it's obviously big for a lot of these premium positions, oh. but left tackle is really where it hurts. You know, because left tackles, they go high in the first round, and then after that, they're just not there, as we saw last year. 
No question. Uh, Chris Ballard and his staff will be in the lab all hours of the offseason, mixing potions together, trying to figure out some answers for this Colts roster, and we'll keep you updated on it. The Colts have a pretty cool thing going with Centerpoint Energy, proud sponsor of the 2021 Coach of the Week program. You can see the winning coaches and learn more about this program. Go to Colts.com slash high school football. Now listen up, Mayte. When we come back, we got a forum credit union question of the week. We're talking about a couple of Colts veterans and of course, we're talking about the divisional round of the playoffs. I need winners out of you, Mayte. Winners. So you're going to go around the rest of the NFL picking some winners for some of these Indiana fans here that are listening that may wager on those games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With, uh, you know, through our friends like at FanDuel, for instance. So, Mayte, you better get your thinking cap on, and we are going to clock out plus the NFL grab bag. It is 93.5 and 107.5, and we are the last word every Friday right here. We'll be back right after this. Can't get enough football? You're in the right place. This is the off-season radio home of the Indianapolis Colts. The Last Word with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Power Home Solar Radio Studio. Just of one of what happened, why did it happen, um, they still got questions. Like I, The one thing I'll give our players a lot of credit for is they, they are well-connected you know, with the organization. Um, and they care about the organization and they care about, you know, the city and, and, and putting on a good performance for the city of Indianapolis. So I, I do believe there's a guilt and I think it, it, it runs through all of us of, of how this thing ended. Um, and, you know, finding out and figuring out why and moving forward and not letting it happen again. That's Colts GM Chris Ballard on the message he's getting from players following this season. Again, that's from the Colts official podcast. You can listen to the entire podcast with Chris right now on Colts.com. The Colts mobile app and Colts audio network. Anywhere you download your podcast, the Colts audio network gives you the latest news, insights, and interviews on the Colts, and that is on your schedule. Welcome back. This is The Last Word. I'm Jeffrey Gorman. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts, is here. We are the off-season home of the Colts, brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Down Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and make every moment more. Time now for the Forum Credit Union question of the week. A couple of old-timers, coming from me, that's pretty funny, but a couple of NFL old-timers like Jack Doyle and T.Y. Hilton, they're contemplating retirement this offseason, Maytay. Drafted in 2012, T.Y. Hilton is the longest-tenured Colt. Jack Doyle, an undrafted free agent in 2013, he is the second-longest-tenured Colt. Now, if both players players were to retire this year that they've talked about. T.Y. Hilton said, hey, I'll base my decision on Jack Doyle, which right. I thought was which was nice and you know pretty cute. Those guys coming in and being best friends. He says, hey, if, if they were to retire this year, and this thing absolutely spun my head when I read this earlier, who would be the longest tenured Colts player in 2022 if indeed T.Y. Hilton and Jack Doyle retire, Matt Taylor? Wow. Okay. So Hilton is in 12. Doyle undrafted in 13. I don't think there's anybody from 14. I don't think there's anybody from 15. Uh, 2016, first-round pick was Ryan Kelly in 16. Um, and then, you know, guys like, you know, Rico. No, you could stay there. You could stay there, Mayte. Yeah? 
That's it. That Ryan is Kelly. it. That, L- L- Ryan Kelly, which I'm like, I remember when he was all, you know, just drove in from Alabama. Yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, with the with the crop top haircut and, and the, <laughs> you know what I mean? And now this guy, you watch him grow in front of you. It's like, oh, my God. I mean, that is true. And it is Ryan Kelly would be the longest tenured Colt in 2022 if T.Y. Hilton and Jack Doyle were to retire. I tell you what, time is a flying by. You can visit the Forum Credit Union Fan Forum section of Colts.com to interact with the other fans online. You can post a topic and participate in various discussions regarding your Colts. Forum Credit Union, helping members live their financial dreams. Before we bust out the grab bag to close out the show, Matt Taylor, uh, I just want to take a minute a minute to say uh, basically a thank you to, to Ryan Kelly because we were able to follow this young man and his wife's story this year with, you know, uh, the, their first pregnancy as, as a couple, um, losing the baby. We saw it up close and personal on Hard Knocks, the HBO show that followed the Colts around. The reason I'm bringing it up is, you know, there's important things in life. And I know your job and NFL football being one of them is, but boy, to put things in perspective and, uh, uh, you know, a young couple, a young husband like Ryan Kelly and his wife to go through what they did and then to come back, you know, two weeks later and, and put your bonnet on and start scrapping heads again and playing this game of football. Man, oh man, I just, I take my hat off into him and, and, and marvel at the strength of Ryan Kelly and his wife. No question about it. The Christmas day game in Arizona had to have been really, really difficult and, as you said, to, to come back the final two games of the season and, and oh, by the way, play at an incredibly high level the last two games of the season. Sure. Yeah, I mean, just an incredible teammate, an incredible person. Um, he's an incredible guy. Um, he really is. Good and, guy all the way around, man. And and like we, I said, we're just, just, we're just, we just continue to have his back, and he continues to have the full support of everybody around him within the Colts organization. Absolutely. And he's a great leader, too. In the locker room, we see that every year that he's on this roster. Obviously, some young guys look up to him. So, Ryan Kelly, tip the hat to you, brother. Well done this year. It is now time to end this show. We're going to close it out with the grab bag. Let's go. It's time for the NFL Grab Bag, an assorted look at what's going on in the NFL. This NFL Grab Bag brought to you by our friends at Meyer. Local sports are a victory for our entire community, building leaders, teaching integrity, sparking our economy. That's why Meyer is proud to sponsor the home team, because when we support the home team, we all win, is my point. I butchered that one up, but you get it. Meyer, proud sponsor of local sports throughout Indiana. Matt Taylor. Meyer has a good butcher shop, by the way. A good butcher section. Wait a minute, you, you coming clean with that? You buy your meat at Meyer? Absolutely. I buy, I buy everything at Meyer. You kidding Meyer's me? your store. It's a one-stop okay. shop, pal. I'm all about efficiency. All right. I usually go to Meyer for my cupboard, uh, the things that I put in the cupboard, but I'm going to check out their, their fresh <laughs> fish and meat department. They've been friends of the show for a while, so we love you, Meyer. Listen, the NFL playoffs are here. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. I mean, do the math. There's a lot of numbers out here, and NFL football and gambling is on. Yes, it is. A couple of years ago, we wouldn't be talking like this, Matt Taylor, but we talk about it now i want to start i want to start with cincinnati getting on the road and going to nashville and that line tennessee is a three and a half point favorite for the first time ever matt taylor i ask you who do you like in this game with the spread uh this give me the Bengals. give me the Bengals. i mean i'm all on the joe burrow cincinnati train right now give me the jungle to pull off the upset did you see after their playoff win last week 
Zach Taylor, he goes around to all the bars in downtown Cincinnati <laughs> cool. and he hands yeah. out game balls to the bar owners and the fans. I thought that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. 31 years without a playoff victory. So, I mean, the celebration is still going on, and I'm with you. I like the Bengals. I like the high-powered offense. Joe Burrow is establishing himself as a stud in the NFL. I say take the three-and-a-half points. And Tennessee, you guys ain't fooling nobody. Matt Taylor? By the way, by the way, we talked about quarterback play and, and how yep. important quarterback play is to you know your success and your viability inside the playoffs. Have you seen? Have you just kind of like stepped back and looked at the matchups this weekend, Jeffrey? I mean, this is probably the best slate of of playoff divisional games we've had in you know five six years. I mean, there's not a bad team or a there's bad no yawners. Matchups. Yeah, no. I mean, this is. I mean, if you look at it, the the eight quarterbacks left according to QBR. All right. Those guys rank first, second, fourth, fifth, sixth, eighth, eleventh, and thirteenth. All right, so there is not that a pretty good bad quarterback, quarterback play, yeah. left in the in these playoffs. Put it another way: of the eight quarterbacks left, five were taken among the first ten picks of the draft. Right, uh, and then you've got MVPs from 2017, 2018, 2020, and obviously it's going to be either Brady or Rodgers that wins MVP in 2021 as well. So just this just in, man. If you have good, yeah, if you have good quarterback play, you could be successful in the NFL. I mean, this fan fact <laughs> just brought in Matt Taylor. Jeffrey Gorman, this is the last word. We're going around the NFL slate. We're picking games. The 49ers, for some reason, nobody wants to play them. They are on the road at Lambeau Field against the Packers. It's going to be cold. Green Bay is a six-point favorite. Matt, who do you like? Yeah, give me give me the Packers. I mean, a week off for Aaron Rodgers and that offense to scheme up the 49ers. I say Green Bay is back in the NFC title game. A lot of talent on the Rams, a lot of talent on the Buccaneers, a few tidy little injuries, though, in the Buccaneers camp. Yeah. Can't wait for this game. Sean McVay taking on Bruce Arians. What do you like? Tampa Bay, they are at home. They are a three-point favorite. Yeah, give me the Rams. I mean, give me the Rams. I like them. I think they're playing at a high level right now. I think offensively, it's just going to be too much. I think they come in and they uh, dethrone Brady and the Bucks. Thunder God Tom Brady, you better watch out, Matt Taylor, because he will rain <laughs> lightning on you if you are not in his camp. I like the Buccaneers and Tampa Bay to take care of business and go to the NFC Championship game. Finally, the Bills at the Chiefs cannot wait for this game. Absolutely. It's a, I mean, Matt, it's basically a pick 'em game, and they are at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, but the Bills are getting two points on the road. What do you like? I'm saying the Bills, man. They're playing some elite level football right now. No punts, no field goals. No turnovers last week against the Patriots. They played the perfect game, and this is a rematch of last year's AFC title game. The Chiefs are good, but they don't they don't blow me away like they have in years past. So give me the Bills to enact some revenge, and they go on to the AFC championship game. Two favorite weekends in football are these divisional and the championship weekends, and uh, our Colts will not be a part of it, but I still love watching it. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. I'm Jeffrey Gorman. This is a last word on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. I promise you we have so many things happening in the offseason, roster changes included, uh, front office changes, coaching staffs. There will be some changes going on, and we're just going to keep you up to date on it and talk about it. Remember, download the Colts app. Uh, find out the latest information on Colts.com. You can 
listen to some of Mayte's greatest calls and some of the great podcasts that Matt Taylor is a part of. My name is Jeffrey Gorman. We do it every week on Friday right here on The Last Word. We have great guests coming up. I promise you that. More will be revealed in the future. In the meantime, enjoy this frigid weekend, Matt Taylor. I mean, get that. Get, I know you're doing house repairs. That's what people do in February and January when they're not playing NFL football. So best of luck with the upkeep on the house uh, that you and uh, the family are doing. You got it. Yeah. Can you imagine me with a hammer and a saw? That's not a good I just did. Like with one sight. of those pouches like uh, that, that you wear around your waist that have nails in it on the left side there. You know what I'm saying? I could see you doing that, Matt Taylor. Calling every calling every play, too. Yeah. There's Matt Taylor with a hammer throw. I love it. Mate, best of luck on the weekend. Have fun. Best of luck doing the remodeling at the house. And, folks, again, we do it every Friday right here on The Last Word. Thanks to a great lead in this, uh, this Friday from JMV. Everybody, have a great weekend. We will talk to you next week. Thank you.